Welcome to the Organized Holistically podcast, where I help you get your business and personal life organized. I'm your host, Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I can't wait to share this episode with you. So today I want to talk about administrative tasks, specifically how to follow up and communicate with clients. Um, I, I want to thank Erin um, who submitted this issue, right? I, I posed a question in one of my groups um, asking, what are some of the things you struggle with as a small business owner, as a side hustler? Because I want you, you guys know that I love to do these um, podcasts, but I want to talk about things that are, are of interest to you or are things that you are struggling with. And so Aaron was gracious enough to respond to my question and said that he is struggling with following up and communicating with clients. And this is something that many, many, many side hustlers struggle with because you are at work <laughs> when a lot of people are contacting you. So one of the things, first of all, let's set the, set the, um, the platform, set the tone for this conversation. So as a side hustler, you are working a full-time job. Um, my assumption is that you have a family. Um, in some cases you do, in some cases you don't, but let's use this, the use case that you do, that you're married and you have children. So your time is not your own, right? So um, using myself as the example, my schedule pre-COVID was to wake up early, getting my daughter ready, dropping her, you know, drive an hour to drop her off at school, then go to work. I spend eight hours at work, leave work, go to pick her up, and then we drive another hour home. So I was not getting home until about 6.15, 6.30 um, every night from the point when I left home. So the only time during that period of time that I could work on my business was during lunchtime, which is an hour, okay? Then at six, you know, when you get home, you don't just immediately jump into side hustle mode. You are dealing with family. You're trying to figure out all the things. So I would not really be quote unquote free to work on my business until about 8.30 in the evening on most nights. And that's assuming I'm not spending quality time with my husband or that I'm just not exhausted. Okay, so you think on weeknights, let's say from 8.30 to 12, I can work on my business. And then on the weekends, you know, it's not the full weekend, let's say 16 hours, 16 to 20 hours during the weekend that I can work on my business. Let's just use that as the basis for this conversation. So depending on what type of business you have, your clients may be coming to you at all hours of the day. Luckily, I have an online business, so people can contact me at any time during the day from anywhere in the country. Some of you all have more um, service-based business where, where you have to physically be in front of your client, right? So if you put in air conditioning, for example, as a side hustle, then you can only really do that either in the evenings or on the weekends after work. So you have a very limited time of when you can actually do work. So using that, the example of, you know, a landscaper or a, an air conditioning person, right? I don't know what their official title is. Um, so let an uh, HVAC specialist, okay? So let's say that that is your business. 
at what time do you have to, at what point do you have to follow up and communicate with your clients? You're at work all day. So either you are dipping into your full-time jobs time, you know, to communicate with your potential clients, or your clients are going to have to be delayed in getting response from you which could in turn cost you the business because they're not getting a fast enough response from you. So that's the conundrum, right? How do we work this into our world as a side hustler? Well, there's a couple of things that you can do and all of this, you know, is specific to your particular business. So I'm going to give you, um, a couple of ideas and a couple of things that you can do, but understand that it is very specific to your business and to your particular situation, which is why I say your business is uniquely yours and we have to create and adapt processes for you. So there's not a co you know, cookie cutter answer to this question, but hopefully what I'm explaining to you will make a little bit more sense. So the first thing, let's, let's segment this information and talk about, um, you know, how do you take in the business? Because the first thing that, that your potential clients will do is try to determine if you're a good fit, right? They're reaching out for more information from you. So the first thing that I would ask you is, what type of information are you providing up front? How are people finding you? And wherever they're finding you, how, what type of information are they getting there? Do you provide some kind of educational information, let's say on your website? And I'm a proponent, like I'm all for having a Facebook page, but I believe that everything should be driven to your land and Facebook is not your land. So I am a big proponent of pushing people to get the information they need from your website. But you can use Facebook to provide this information as well with their addition of some of the features that they have with files and different things like that. So do you boo, okay? Figure out wherever you want this information to be, but you need to be educating your clients or potential clients as to the services you provide and the services that they may be wanting. So you know, I'm sure every single business coach that you have talked to and even those who aren't coaches will tell you is that you need to know who your ideal customer is. Who are the people that you serve and what are the questions that they would be asking, but you know, in, in specifically regarding your services. Okay. So you want to, you know, most people for me are asking me, you know, what is included, what, you know, what are the types of things that you help people with? So there, you know, I have to educate people not only about what process mapping is about, what project management is about, um, what organization in general is about, because some people that come to me have a preconceived notion of what it is that I do. And I want to make sure that I am framing what I do in the right way so that the right people are coming to me. So that's a very important thing for you to do on the front end. And I know in, on the surface, this doesn't seem to have anything to do with follow-up and communication, but it really, really does. And the reason it does is because most of the responses or most of the questions that most people get are related to that information that just hasn't been provided yet, right? You aren't giving them basic information. So instead they're having to come to you to ask. 
Now, some people do that strategically because they want to have a touch point with their, with their potential client because they feel like they can sell them quicker. And that's fine if you have the time. But again, we're talking about someone who is a side hustler who doesn't necessarily have the time to have that touch point moment, okay? So this is like a precursor, a pre-qualifier to know that, hey, this is what I do if this is what works for you, X, Y, Z, okay? So let's say that they've reached out to you and they want to set up an appointment. They want to set up time to talk with you. How is that process? What is it that they're doing? Are they having to email you and then you have to respond and then you all set a time? And so are there a bunch of back and forth touch points going on here? Or is it, um, I reach out, I know this is where I go to schedule, I click the button or I fill out the form and I know that I am scheduled. Like, how do you handle that process? In most cases, this is the point of your process or the point of your intake that can be automated, okay? It can be automated and I recommend that you automate that part of it as much as possible. Now the entry point to that may not be automated. It depends on your business and what you prefer to have. But when it gets to that point, there should not be a stop gap with you. You should not be the person who's holding up getting somebody on your calendar. It should be the client holding that up, not you, okay? So that's number one. Number two is do you have some things set up in your overall process to know when someone has shown interest, when they've reached out? So if someone's emailed you and asked you a question and you responded to them, is that where it ended? Did you decide that, hey, I'm going to follow up with this person after X number of days or X number, you know, the X amount of time? And where are you putting that follow-up information? Are you manually just adding this to your calendar or do you have a process set up so that when you respond to someone, you automatically add it to a project management and the, you guys know my base is in project management. So a PM tool or a task tool that will help you and give you reminders to follow up with this potential client. Because if I'm showing interest, you know, I'm a, if for me, let's talk about my clients. If people are reaching out to me for help with organization and process, my guess is they don't really have any, right? So if they've reached out to me and I've responded and they haven't responded back or they haven't come back, then I know I need to follow up with them because more than likely they just forgot. More than likely they just got busy and didn't come back full circle, right? Or I want to know why they didn't fall back, follow back up with me. Why did you not book me so that I can begin to learn from those clients? So this is all part of your process and understanding that, hey, let's put some things in place so every single time I need to remember to follow up with somebody, I get a reminder or I have a place where I can go to look to see who is the next person I need to follow up with. Again, you're setting expectations for yourself and you're ordering your steps so that when you do have that 30 minutes at lunch or that hour at lunch, that you could reach out to somebody during your lunchtime um, very quickly. You know, that could be a batching call. Like we talk about batching your work. That could be a time where you could say on Tuesdays, at lunchtime, I am going to spend an hour following up with people. That's all I'm going to do is make calls and send emails. And so you could do that from your phone. You can do that from your car. You know, you can do that in a mobile setting 
if you have the right processes set up. So that is from a, from a follow-up standpoint, that's one of the things that I see happen all the time and it's creating more work because you don't have these things in place. Something else that you can do, and this kind of falls into the overall communication with clients because guess what? You should have a process for how you communicate. In project management, we call this the communication plan. So you should have a communication plan for your business as to how you communicate with clients. In this particular scenario, how am I gonna communicate? In this particular scenario, how do I communicate? So an example of this is I obviously have the lessons learned conversations here on the podcast and I accept speaker applications um, through my website. So the process that this flows, let, let me just kind of walk you through this. So the person goes to the website, anytime anybody shows interest in being on the podcast as a guest, I send them to this link and say, please fill this out. They fill out this link it lets me know the information that they filled in and it gives me, there are some questions there that gives me some details about that person as a guest. I then decide is this, you know, I, I have to manually go through and look at it and see, okay, is this a good fit or is it not? I make a decision. When I make that decision, I have a template, an email template that I use to communicate back. Every single guest, that is approved to be on the podcast gets the same template, right? I tweak it for that individual, but the base of the temp the base of the email is the same for every single potential guest. In that, it provides the link for them to schedule their interview. I don't try to figure out what works for them or what works for me. Like that's extra work. I have a process that they go through, they click that link, it gives them access to my calendar that is specific to interviews. Note, I didn't say my entire calendar, I said the calendar that is specific to interviews, and then they can go in and figure out what days work for them. And it's a first come first serve basis. So let's say that today I got five um, applications and I approved five and I sent them out. Again, something I could do during my lunch time communicating with them about getting this thing scheduled. They all get the schedule link. So whoever gets in there first gets first dibs on all the available spots. As things are booked up, the other, you know, they just see what is now available. That is not me going in and manually having to do this. Also, another step that could be done, I don't, and that's for my personal reasons, but I can also have it set up so that once they schedule it, it automatically sends them the link for us to um, uh, schedule our interview. So the link that they're going to use to do the interview, it can automatically send that to them. Depends on what system you're using to do your interviews and all of that stuff. So again, that's all in the process. It is all based on what I need and what I use and making it as streamlined as possible. So all of that can happen while I am on my full-time job without me picking up a pen, my finger, anything. It's just happening in, in real time without my input. This is gonna be critically important for you as a side hustler. Create your templates, create systems that can work while you're doing something else. It's like having two or three other employees behind the scenes um, because it's all automated. 
there are trigger points where you have to help the process along. But again, those trigger points should not take a lot of your time. You could do that in your batching hours of saying, okay, at lunch, I'm gonna take 10 minutes to go in and see, did any you know, applications come in? Did any, are there, is there anybody I need to do a follow-up call with? Is there anyone I need to email back? And do all of that during those batch times. So hopefully this will help you in improving your follow-up and communication with your clients. I think CRMs are vitally important, um, especially if you have a lot of clients or a lot of potential clients that you're having to communicate with or gather information on. I think that's a, a, a very important tool for you to use. I believe that um, the templates are extremely important for you to have so that you're not having to think through a full email conversation. Um, and templates don't have to be a full email template. You can have templates that are segments of information, segments of responses that you can apply to your email to build out the email that you're wanting to build out. So a couple of different tools or a couple of different hints, Aaron, that hopefully you will find helpful. Um, and hopefully all the other listeners that you all found it helpful as well. Now, as always, if you have questions, if you have issues that you're trying to deal with and would like my input on, please definitely use the link in the podcast uh, description to leave a voicemail, or you can email me or comment um, on the show page. Okay. I hope you found this helpful and I'll talk to you next time. Today's episode is brought to you by Organized Academy, where you learn all things organizing that will help you holistically balance your business and personal life so you can live the life you always dreamed of living. Learn more today and become a member by visiting organizedacademy.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today, and I hope you found something that will help you in your organizing journey. If you did, consider leaving a comment or review so it will help others know the value that you received. For more information regarding this or any other episode, visit dlmorales.com. And as always, do something today to fill your happiness bucket. I'll see you next time.